Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, how many of you like a nice, green, lush yard? I think a lot of us here, I do too. You know, and then you got to just time it out right, make sure the fertilizer is down. And if you've got crabgrass, you have to time it out that the pre-emergent is down. Just, boy, you're, you're just, you just love a weed-free yard. But, a weed-free yard is only good as your neighbors. Right now, I am battling on one side crabgrass like you just don't know what hit. And you know, if you're not on top of it, you know, a little seed can sneak in there, and next thing you know, you have a problem. And I think I, this example here of of crabgrass and these weeds kind of sneaking in can form one of the basis of this message today because that's how Satan works. He just sneaks in, plants that seed, and perhaps you're not going to see it right away. But boy, when you do see it, when I start seeing these little sprouts of crabgrass, I wonder, hmm, how many more are right behind it? You know, I just don't get this farmer in this parable. Why would he allow his good seed to grow right alongside the weeds? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why would you not want to get the weeds out? Do what you can to get the weeds out. You know, thinking today of, of, of farming, well, I remember back on my grandparents' farm, well, this was years ago, I mean, we had the, the basic rudimentary methods of preventing weeds and, and getting rid of weeds. And I'm sure back in the time of Jesus, it was the same. But the owner has reasons. And I think the number one reason is he does not want to take the chance of losing a lot of his crop. You know, I would rather sort it out in the end. You know, this is another, I think, easy parable and I like these easy parables because, as I said last week, Jesus tells us exactly what the parable is. In this parable today, the one who sows the good seed 
it says, is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the people, the believers of the kingdom. The weeds are the unbelievers. Satan is the one who sows the weeds. The harvest is the age to come, and the harvesters, it says, are the angels. So the parable clearly tells us the major actors involved in this parable. But I still go back to why would God let weeds grow among good crop? Why does God allow evil today to be alongside good? You know, I'm sure a lot of us in our prayers, Lord, straighten this mess out. Get rid of the evil. But yet, it seems like the unbelievers have the upper advantage or have the advantage. And we continue to live in a fallen world. But why God? Why do you allow all of this evil, especially knowing that it chokes out our faith? We begin to question, God, are you really there? Just do something, God. In fact, I had someone I was talking to this past week, and she said words that are very similar. God, just do something. But you see, the thing is, is God is doing something, even though we can't see it. God is working in the back room in the background and in, in, in the background. So what is he doing in the background? I call it plan B. Notice I didn't say plan A because plan A takes us very all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. When God created the heavens and the earth, before man fell into sin. See, that was plan A. Plan A was God's people were not going to fall into sin. They're not going to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That they're going to listen and follow me. But you know the story. And so God set in motion plan B. And plan B was sending his only son into this hostile world to leave the power and prestige from being at the Father's right hand. To walk this earth for some 30 years teaching and preaching. being mocked at and ridiculed, all for one purpose, 
the salvation of man. Even on the cross, what do we hear Jesus say? My, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I, I titled this, We Need a Weed Management Plan. I think most of us here have a weed management plan at home, right? You call Sensky or whatever the company, and they're out there, they have their products, and they have it set to a schedule. You don't even have to worry about it. They come out when they need to, and you have a beautiful yard. I think today we need a weed management plan for our daily lives, our spiritual lives. You see, because without it, can we expect things just to fall into place? You see, God has given to us a brain, and he wants us to use it when we make choices in this world. That plan includes getting to know him better. Again, this past week, I, an individual sent me a card in the mail just thanking me for introducing the Bible Project, for reading the whole Bible you know, in a year. And this individual said he was behind, and so I encouraged him just to start back up whatever day you're on. But he shared this with his parents, and his parents shared it with their congregation. And he said to me, I feel different after reading God's word. I feel closer to him. I feel that I can, can almost reach out and touch him, that I know his presence is surrounding me. I know his love is real. See, that's the plan that God wants for us. To open up the Bible and perhaps maybe only read a few verses or a chapter. You don't have to try to read the whole Bible in a day. You see, those words are very intimate words of God, written for man, for our salvation. It's almost like reading someone's diary. You know, you want, you get all the, you know, what's that person going through? With God's word, we are intimately connected to him and to his purpose and his plan for man. And then there we read once again how much he loves us so much. If I see that parable, if I see this parable through those eyes, then it makes sense that the farmer waits. 
because Jesus desires all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of him. He does not want our faith to be weakened. He doesn't want to take that chance of losing one individual believer. So as we go forth until he calls us home, may our weed management program, may the things that we do like devotions, reading his word, praying, coming to church, being surrounded by Christian friends, maybe listening to Christian radio. These are the things that strengthen us, that helps keep the evil one at bay. A few days ago, I was meeting with a couple people at Panera. And it shocked me because I, I thought that I had their beliefs figured out. They're Lutherans. Oh, so then they must be conservative Lutherans. Oh, boy. I think we cannot, no, we can no longer make that assumption anymore. And to sit there, to be called a liar, to be called someone who's trying to sell snake oil, someone calling me that and praying that may I burn in hell. This totally shocked me. You see, these are the weeds that we are living in, living among. And the only thing I could do was to offer up a prayer. And that prayer was simple. Dear Lord, we are surrounded by so many people who want to uproot any faith in you. They want to be the God and separate good from evil. May we have faith that is strong enough to stand up to evil. May we have faith that despite whatever's going on in our circumstances, that we boldly proclaim Christ crucified. Because he is our salvation. I'm glad we have this parable in the Bible. Because it reminds me, at least, that God is a God of second chances. Think about that. You could easily tear up the weeds with the good wheat. 
God says, no, that's mine to do. Until I come home, you are to believe. May God be with you as you journey. May he give you the strength and the support and the encouragement to live out your Christian faith. Amen. We now rise and confess our faith. And this morning we're going to be using the third.